Oh, All Lord. Right, let's do this. Wonder Woman 1984 review. Oh, All Lord. Right, let's do this. Hey, Chris. You ready to, uh, ready to do a Wonder Woman review? What? <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. Uh, cue the intro. Welcome back, everybody, to our first Nerd Wine Review podcast. Uh, of course, we're going to do Wonder Woman 1984 today. And man, oh man, is this a doozy. Of course, first, mm -hmm. <laughs> you go to patreon.com slash nerdwide, and you can support us at any of the tiers. There's three tiers on there, please do. Or if you'd just like to support us, just subscribe. It's all you have to do to get more content like this that you're seeing now. Uh, a lot of people wish they didn't see, but you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> me included. Me included. Uh, nineteen Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, released January uh, December twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Directed by Patty Jenkins, starring Gal Gadot or Gadot, depends who you are. Chris, initial thoughts. I'm still I'm still getting used to you being in costume. <laughs> um, so I think from a popcorn movie standpoint, this was solid as yeah. far as just sitting there and and enjoying things as they happen. I loved the opening. Yes, I thought that was really cool. The uh, we're not going to go into two. We're going to go into hardly any spoilers here. If we do, we will let you know, so you can turn us off or whichever. Uh, the first part though does oh, open. Turned, a... turned enough people off already. <laughs> the first part did was a uh, a fun little, I guess, like almost Olympic scene between yeah. the Amazonians. Is the Amazonians, if you will? Yeah. Um, uh, that was really enjoyable, though. It was and the little the little girl that they got to play the part of young Diana was uh, was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also loved the very final scene. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, the, the uh, post credits, or are you talk about the ending scene? Yeah, the post credits. Post credits. Yeah. Uh, so this movie. You know, we're coming off of the highs of Shazam. Of course, you come like as far as the next DC EU movie. Um, of course, you come off the big high of Wonder Woman, the first one, um, which inspired a lot of people to dress up for Wonder Woman as Halloween that year. Uh, yeah. not, not related at all. Uh, you know, it's no big deal. Patty Jenkins tweeted at me and said, I looked great. And there's a wonder woman in all of us, Chris. So if you keep your judging eyes away from my screen, that'd be great. Uh, uh, showing <laughs> off too much. <laughs> this is a family show. Uh, I mean, it's just, I don't, this is a, a difficult movie. I expected so much more out of this one. I really do feel like I was let down though. It it had some real good highs. Mm -hmm. 
but a lot of lows. And I feel like that's what deterred me from a lot wanting to, a lot of this movie. Um, the CGI, we'll just go ahead and just get into our, our full review here. So the CGI and some of the aspects were so bad. To the point that my wife looked over and asked, she goes, Did, was any of this filmed during the, the pandemic? I said, no, this was done. This was supposed to come out, I believe it was February of 2020. And they pushed it back to like May, then they pushed it back to August, pushed it back to December ultimately. And right, God, Chris, it was not good. The, the one, I feel like, and I hate saying this because... I want the DCEU to succeed because there's so many good stories that they can tell. And I thought that's I thought we were doing so well with Wonder Woman. We brought back the same writers, the same director, the same actress. You know, added some some heavy hitters. You had Pedro Pascal, uh, Kristen Wiig. Uh, I, I just it just did not live up to the first one, and it lived true to that. The, the original is always better than the sequel to me. And I hated that for this kind of movie. And it really makes me worry for your Aquamans and your Shazams if it's not going to have the same effect. Well, I'll, I'll be curious to see when it's... I don't even know if it's out on, on Blu-ray or anything uh, yet or not. When it does come out, I'll be interested to see how many deleted scenes there are mm-hmm. and and what they're of. Um, because there were things that we didn't get that to me were the bigger issues. Like, how do I say this without spoiling? Um, there's a character who really without any choice is forced to step away from his life mm. for the bulk of the movie. <laughs> and apparently no one misses this guy. Right. Like, he, he has a job. He has family and friends and no one. Like, he's Nobody gone, he's said gone for days. anything. And <laughs> that to me was one of the differences because again, I hate to do the Marvel DC thing, but I feel like Marvel in that exact scenario would have at least had a scene at the guy's office where, hey, we're trying to get in touch with him, but can't. And then cut to what we know he's up to. Right. You know, but there was no acknowledgement of that. There was, I did think uh, Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord was really good. Uh, one, very one of good. The, one of the but, best performers, like the, the ending scene with him, by far, like just f- phenomenal acting. The wig, yeah. not so much. But I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> the uh, the it it's kind of my pet peeve for a lot of superhero movies, though. But I mean, he's kind of the big bad in this, mm-hmm. and they wrap everything up in a nice, neat bow. And if you're familiar at all with the DC universe you know that Maxwell Lord, he's come into contact with a lot of heroes in negative ways. And they could have left it much more open, but he's already had his character arc. 
He's mm-hmm. already had his story now. He's already seen the light, as it were. And uh, how does how do you utilize this actor's portrayal of that again? And that's the inconsistency that we kind of talked about a little bit in this week's episode of of the of the podcast. They don't. It's almost as if. They're like, yeah, you, you can do what you need to with the character in this film because we're going to cast somebody else in this film over here or in this TV mm, series. Right. And we're, we're just going to, you know, it, it'll be another version of the character. And Have it, some consistency. And we've already got a a Maxwell Lord in the CW-verse. That's, I mean, that's what right. they're now court. You know, that was with, uh, he was in Supergirl. And so... Right. Uh, I do you think this movie would have been better or worse if you flipped it and Cheetah was the the main villain, like the big bad, and Maxwell Lord as your subplot? Better, yeah. Yeah, I just I felt like the direction they leaned towards was you know Cheetah was going to be that big bad, but then they just kept uh-huh. driving down this other path of Maxwell Lord, and you really didn't get uh i mean i don't know there's cheetah i think cheetah will appear again somewhere down the line maybe i don't know how they could do it though but it's i just i think it would have worked better if cheetah was the main big bad with her motivations mm-hmm. and Maxwell Lords along for the ride because he realizes, all right, if I can help get her what she wants, mm-hmm. then she can help me. And they, they kind of played it. They kind of did it like the last 15 minutes of it towards right. the end. But, but by then everything was kind of, did we really the rails. did we really need the the big Egyptian scene in Egypt? Did we really need all of that for the story beats? Uh I mean and there's a lot of discourse. I don't know if you've seen a lot of the political discourse and inaccuracies that that movie's getting a lot of flack up from that um particular political part. But what I want to bring attention to and this is not really as much as a spoiler as it is, you already know it because you've seen it in the trailer. And that is the driving scene with the trucks on the road. You know, the one truck fly, it flips up and then one of them comes off from behind it. It's, I'm not really, this, it's, it's a cool scene. But it looked so bad in certain moments. Her running was horrendous throughout this whole, whole movie. Uh, it looked like she was on skates and horridly CGI. And that was the moment that my wife turned to me and asked about and felt filmed during the pandemic. Yeah. But the one, the part I want to bring a point to were the kids in the middle of the road. First off, kids, yeah. how do you not see these giant trucks and hear all this commotion and gunshots and everything coming? Whatever. Right. But when she grabbed the kids and flipped, obvious like mannequins. This is a huge budget film. I don't know what the exact numbers are. But could we have not made any of this movie look any better? And I bring specifically to this Egypt part because it was absolutely horrible. 
I just I, yeah. I I didn't like it. None of it really made any sense. Why did he try to kill them off the road by seeing them for one glance? Didn't know who she was or who he was. Anyways, I don't get I don't get it. Um, but this movie just to me it was it was more of a letdown, and I don't want to say I overhyped it to myself, but I I had higher expectations for this movie than what we got, and I just don't. It makes me honestly worry about the direction of the next films. It really does. I mean, Patty Jenkins is a phenomenal director. And we still got this movie looking at the way it did. And you can't say that they didn't have enough time in post-production to fix anything. You had right. a whole, I mean, you had longer than expected to release it and give it out. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't hope that's the... I just I I don't know the DCEU's got to do something because this ain't it anymore. We've we've got to yeah. do something. And Jeff Johns, uh, the creative director now, and pre- I guess president, I, I forget his exact role, had a big hand in this, and he's a phenomenal storyteller. Half of his half of the episodes of Smallville season ten was him. Half of my favorite comics I used to sit on the shelf were by him. One of my favorite writers of all time. And I just don't a lot of this is. Just, didn't match up. Like, where did all the like magic come from? We were supposed to accept and acknowledge all this magic happened. The like you said with the with the guy, which if you've seen the movie, just whole blank slate that was just completely random. That you know woke up and half his pop tarts are gone and sheets are messy. <laughs> uh, I just don't. I don't. I don't know. There there were some like I said at the beginning of this. There were some really high highs. But a lot of the movie to me were a lot of lows. It was two and a half hours long. Did not need to be yeah. that long at all. And, well, <laughs> we say it that we say it doesn't need to be that long, but there was story missing. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe well, it needed to be three hours long. <laughs> maybe it should have just had the. It needed to have the right things in it. Like, I, I just right. don't feel like. Uh, we, we talk about the, you know, the first movie had Ares in it who was the big main bad once you get down to the nitty gritty. So you had a God as a big bad. And this one, you had the God's touch to it. And I, I don't, I don't know. Like you, uh, the, the timelines don't sync up with justice league and Batman v Superman, you know, and Batman v Superman. She tells Bruce that she hadn't been part of the world long. Well, she's she's been there for at least sixty years since World War One, hadn't left. Yeah, what are we doing? I don't know, man. That's well, but now that's I guess that's explainable a bit because to her, sixty years isn't very long. Yeah, that's true. I just there was a little bit like if you I guess if you get real into the nitty gritty, I don't want to be like a, a a negative reviewer here. I mean, it was a good. Uh, blockbuster movie and I asked my oldest daughter who watched it fortunately without me jerk um, but she she came back to me after she watched she knew it you'd be dressed like that while you watched <laughs> she said so, hey how'd you like it she said it's okay I'm like oh that's not good because me and her both love the first one a lot and uh, yeah. when she comes in shrugs her shoulders and say it's okay I was like oof that hurts um, but I mean, it, it, it's one of those, it's like, I want to put it on the level of Aquaman. 
Like Wonder Woman is my the first one is my favorite DCEU movie, hands down. And Aquaman's up there. Uh, yesterday's Zam, then like Aquaman. But it hit like it was kind of campy for me. I just 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 a lot of stuff didn't make sense to me. I don't I don't know. It, well, so some of the some of the campiness and everything of it to me. I mean, they're setting this in 1984. Right. And maybe because I was five at the time. <laughs> Old enough to remember kind of that <laughs> that era. I remember people thinking fanny packs were cool. and right, Fanny and packs are still stuff, cool. Right? Okay. So, it's easy ways to so, carry things around. <laughs> so... For me, it was kind of interesting to see how they worked all that in. Uh, I just wish... Because they they wanted this to have a message. Mm-hmm. So they, they wanted you to pay attention to what was going on. But I paid attention. And I saw all these holes. <laughs> <laughs> and And it was frustrating. You know, it was, it was, how do you, how do you let some of that go? Yeah. I mean, like the, the chase that takes place Mm -hmm. at the, uh, at the airport. Yeah. You, yeah, it's... you've been around, as you said, since World War One, and you didn't think about a way. And I had a problem in in this film. We find her, that she she uses successfully for the first time invisibility, mm-hmm. and she's never done it before. Uh, she's she's done it with a coffee cup. With a coffee cup. But she does it with something much larger than a coffee cup here. Yeah. And she said that she the reason she only did it for a short time with the coffee cup is because she she couldn't hold it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, now she's holding it no problem. The <laughs> second time she's ever a, attempted it. A huge uh, object. Right. And this is, is this something just, else that got like, me. I mean, I understand you have to. Everyone's. This is a different iteration. You have to think this is something different. This is a different iteration of Wonder Woman. Right. Light spoiler. If if you wanted to turn it off now, now is the time. Uh, we'll do our our grade at the end of this video, so you kind of go to the video and just come back a little bit. But Wonder Woman doesn't know how to fly. And in this film. Yeah. She learns to fly. <laughs> I just don't get it. Oh, look what they did to my girl. Um, yeah. I, I just. She, uh... Yeah, I don't want to be. Oh, like, I don't want to be too. I mean, it was great. Like some of the visuals and the the fight scene with uh, Cheetah and her at the at the you know part of one part of the movie. It was very well done. Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, very well done and the fight scene in one of the historical buildings was really well done on multiple levels yeah. and 
I just, uh, it was, you know, it's not that bad of a movie. I mean, uh, I've got a grade in it. I saw it in my head. I know exactly what I wanted to, to grade this when it ended. Uh, there is a post credit scene in it that was quite possibly one of the coolest moments in, in this film to me at least. Mm-hmm. So make sure you fast forward through it or watch the credits and then watch that scene. Cause there is one in it. I don't know if it's going to tie into the overall universe at all. They could. But, Chris... I will say this, but before you grade it, uh there's one more thing, though, that I want to mention. There was a nice little moment, and it was a little moment. Um, They are in a government building, and there are people, because of what's going on, they're sort of acting against their will Mm -hmm. to push back against... Wonder Woman and her uh, compatriot, we'll say. Oh, you can say he, he's in the trailers. You know, it's Steve Trevor. Well, I didn't. He's, I, he's in. He's, it. he's not. He's. I didn't know if that particular scene had been revealed as him gotcha. being in there. But he starts to take a sword out there and go after these guys. Yeah. And she waves him off and says, "It's not their fault." they don't know what they're doing. Right. So in other words, you know, knock them out, whatever, but <laughs> don't, don't go there. Don't chop their and, heads off. <laughs> and I, I, but I thought that was a nice little moment for the character. You right. Know? They needed a few more of those. They had one towards the end. Um, because they, I mean, there, there were several little minor moments. Uh, like that. There was one shortly after the scene you're talking about uh, when the world looks like it's ending. And then there's one right there at the end as well. I just, the message was good, you know, but uh, not as good as the first one. But Chris, it's, it's time. We, we've got to. We've, we've done this long enough. We've talked about it. It's time for our grade, of course, here at NerdWide Podcast. We like to do it on the letter scale of the spectrum. And now, Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna come with mine, and I'm just gonna say it. And this is how I really feel. I've put all my thoughts into this first movie, Wonder Woman. If I had to grade it now, A minus, right? And it could have been better, but it was pretty daggum good. Wonder Woman, 1984. C minus, one of the lowest reviewed uh, movies of mine to date for this podcast. Mm. I'd say you're probably dead on with the first one. Yeah, for me, A minus range. Um, this one I was gonna go a C. C. So, I. A little bit higher than you, but obviously you're a little more invested than I. Am. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but I- no, I I tried. I think I had the benefit too of going in having heard some of the early feedback, mm-hmm. knowing that if I watched it as a popcorn movie, I would enjoy it more. 
had I gone in expecting this to follow suit with the first one, I'm probably where you are, maybe even lower mm. on the grade. And that's what hurts the most, Chris. That that hurts so bad. <laughs> oh. Uh, but guys, but that... like I said, like I said, let's wait and see what scenes were not included that were filmed. Any yeah. deleted scenes. I'm I'm ready for the gag reel. <laughs> uh, all right everyone thank you so much for watching and or listening trust me this is one you probably want to watch though uh this is our first nerdwide podcast no, you don't. and re <laughs> in review uh don't forget to share it all your favorite social media platforms as well as rating this podcast as well on all your favorite social uh social media and podcasting services as well as youtube where you can find us here uh, speaking of social media, you can follow NerdWide at Nerd underscore Wide. You can follow me at Ty underscore Haynes. I don't know why you would after today's performance. And you can follow Chris at MavTN7. As always, this has been NerdWide Podcast in review of Wonder Woman 1984. Let us know what you think of the movie down in the comments. And uh, let me know if you ever want us to do any more uh, costumes. But again, thank you for watching and or listening. And we will see you next time for NerdWide Podcast in review. Later, everybody.